everybody. Welcome to Read, Watch, Play. I'm Justin. I'm Corinne. I'm Cleo. And I'm James. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing The Witch, directed by Robert Eggers. Or The Witch. <laughs> You'll never not have fun with that. Yeah, I know. It's just, okay. I didn't even realize that until today. I was like, I, I went to like Wikipedia just to like make sure I had like names and stuff in front of me. And I was like, wait, no fucking way. They're pulling like an always on this or churches or something like that. It's like, no, it only bands get to do that. That for whatever <laughs> reason, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> do we want to give a little quick rundown of how, how was, how would one even spoiler free summarize? Like you can't, I mean, okay, the general... In Puritan uh, society, witches are a concern. I, <laughs> That's the summary. I, would agree, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically. It's it's set in uh, 1630s Puritan America, and uh, some a, a, mani- like a maniacal, basically, preacher uh, gets thrown out of his, his church, and his family is forced to leave their town, and they sort of live on the outskirts and live off the land. Uh, the eldest daughter misses the the old land and kind of gets ostracized by her family, and supernatural elements um, exacerbate things. I I'm I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to that mainly because Corinne, after you said that witches in in Puritan society, witches are a concern. Uh, now I've just been imagining an RTS set in Puritan times. <laughs> where one of the, the disasters you have to deal with are just forest witches. And like, that's, that's one of the resources that, that you have to manage. And like, you've only got, you've got some witches in the forest and you don't want to like bother them. I, there's, I, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, right. But like, I think there's, there's something there. Yeah. We should, we should chalk that up to a, to an eventual. Another one of the read, watch, play game design ideas. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like the old Dune games where it was like an RTS that just like about like collecting and selling spice. It had very little to do with the books except like the idea of like the giant worms. And that was like it. I feel like we could do that. This is the witch, the game. This is the tie in <laughs> for the inevitable sequel. And yeah, it's it's just it's just like, I don't know. It's like settlers, except there are witches that you have to watch out for or something. I feel like that'd be real good. <laughs> Oh, we'll we'll add it to the to the pile when we uh, become a game developer and publisher. Exactly. So, what everyone think of the witch? I'm sorry, the witch. Um. Well, James, I kind of hate to say it, but um, I didn't find it that scary. I thought there was a lot of well, <laughs> there oh, was I mean, a lot of tension. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of tension and a uh, a lot of like uh, anxiety, uh, but I, I don't. I don't think it was necessarily, like, a horror movie. Yeah, this is one of those movies that, like, I will tell my friends to watch it. And even my friends who don't really like scary movies, they'll be like, well, is it scary? And I was like, eh, like, yes, but not traditionally scary, right? Like, it really just, it really just does make you feel, feel tense and anxious for the entire run. And it just kind of builds and builds and builds until you get to, until you get to the payoff. Now for yeah. the counterpoint. <laughs> I, it honestly, it much, much as I joke, cause like I, I was scared watching this movie, but I, I don't like scary movies. Right. But I, I, I will say, I, I actually completely agree. There aren't, there are very few like jump scares. It's not, that's not really what the movie is. Um, I saw a lot of things kind of around when the movie came out that were sort of actively saying, it's like, yeah, like it's, it's not that this like isn't good, but I think a lot of people are going to come out of it, uh, sort of disappointed because it was set up as like, oh, one of the scariest movies you'll ever see, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, it really is. But it really is this just kind of constant tension, uh, as opposed to like a lot of traditional scares. And even, even I can, can agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I would say that I, as someone who doesn't like that kind of movie, I still, did not necessarily enjoy watching this one because it made me feel very tense throughout. I, yeah, I've got to say overall, I, I had some pretty mixed feelings about it. Like it setting aside the fact that this kind of movie generally isn't for me. Um, I think it was very successful in being very tense throughout. I think it's very successful in building up to that payoff that Justin, you were talking about. I think that it does a lot of those things uh, very well. Ultimately though, I was really frustrated that it 
throughout the entire thing, I think it plays with a lot of themes and it never commits to any of them. And I think in service of that payoff, it actively throws a lot of them away. Uh, I think there are a lot of things where it kind of plays with this idea of what is it about? I'll, I'll save all the specifics for spoilers, but I think it does do a lot of sort of playing with these ideas and then never does anything with them. And in fact, in many cases, actively just is like, nope, uh, not dealing with that. Just kidding. Gotcha. Um, which was really disappointing for me because I was actually really enjoying that. I liked this idea of kind of the confusion where it's like, oh, like, is it really about, you know, it sort of pitting people against one another? Is it about kind of the the downsides of a, like, kind of a strict theological society? Is it about, you know, like, man versus nature? Like, there are a lot of things that it really does play with. Like, it does a lot of playing with kind of senses of coming of age. It's I, I think at the end of the day, that's the one that it sticks to the most, I guess, is that it's a coming of age film. So really a building room on. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> but, I mean... No, you are 100% correct. It's just like thinking of this movie as like if I was to sell this movie to somebody as a coming of age movie. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's really a a heartwarming coming of age. It's very relatable. (laughs) Oh, Um, gosh. But and I would say so in that sense, I think it's very successful. But it it did frustrate me a little bit that it did seem to kind of pay lip service to a lot of things, especially early on. Uh, that it ultimately kind of threw away. And I, I did think that was kind of a bummer because I thought that it was overall doing a really good job sort of juggling those different ideas and playing with different stuff and making you think a lot of different things. Uh, I do wish that it it had pulled those through all the way to the end. And I think instead it makes the choice to go for a an effective ending. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad ending at all, but I do think that uh, it ultimately decides to commit to one thing in a way that sort of throws the other ones aside, which I I thought was kind of a bummer. Yeah, no, I I do agree with you. And well, I agree. I enjoyed the movie because I, I I don't I I actively seek out scary films and media. I do agree that it does touch upon a lot of different themes, and it has the feeling of we're going to get a strong idea of what like the point. Of having all, incorporating all those themes, like we we're gonna understand like why these are all have been brought in, and it's gonna be woven together towards the end. But it, it, not gonna spoil it. But it's just not it, the themes are important for the tone and the mood, but not necessarily for like plot. I guess I'd say this is not a plotty movie. Um, this is again like very much about the feeling of it uh, and. It's even sometimes a little bit hard to say this is a movie about characters that it's about like character development because there is a little bit of that, but again, it's not the point. And I don't, and I struggle to try to say what the point of this movie is. Not that every movie needs to have like a very strict, clear, defined point or moral or you know what have you. I do think I wish that this one had maybe a little bit more of that, like a little bit more like oh, okay, so I understand what the creators of this film like what their vision was for it and what they were trying to say with it like i'm not entirely sure what was trying to be said if anything was necessarily trying to be said other than like well spoilers but you know witches are spooky um and stuff about the puritan things which again we can't really dive into quite yet but i i did see this originally in theaters um, yeah. It is a very different experience seeing this in the theater, I'll, I'll say. It's also a very different experience for a first date in a theater. Don't do that. Don't ever oh, do that. God. Bad idea. Don't do it. Why, Justin? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean. Listen, we, we, we both, we, we bonded over horror movies and it, it was, a decision was made and it was a bad decision. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, it depends on how well you know the person, but if it's like just getting to know you this is not this this is the other thing this is not a typical horror movie it's odd it's creepily sexual at times like not it's sexual in a very uncomfortable kind of squicky way yes very squicky way um also 
I remember it very much being one of those shrouded in mystery films. Like when the trailers first came out, they didn't really reveal anything about the actual content of the movie other than a few shots of tension and anxiety. And then I remember coming out of it and still feeling like, no, but that trailer does make a lot of sense for this film because it's not like they were intentionally not showing major events of any kind to keep it mysterious. It's just, that's the kind of film it is. Going back to some other things that were being said earlier that I wanted to touch on, um, it very much felt to me as though this movie was trying to be like the best example of a story about witches in puritanical society that it could be uh, with the understanding that we've, we all know what Salem witch trial media is like, and we're tired of that. And we want to do something different. Yeah. Um, Because like, if you think of like witches and puritanical society, all the stories I've personally seen or heard related to that are all Salem witch trials. And this, this felt like it wanted to do something different and try to tell a different story but still kind of pull in a bunch of uh, a bunch of the themes that sort of go with that kind of story. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that is not a lofty enough goal for a movie to be trying to achieve, but I think it did a very good job at, at being a story about witches in puritanical society and touching on all of the sort of the classic themes that come with that, but doing something that isn't the Salem Witch Trials. I, I have a bit of a response to that, but it's one that I would like to save until after the spoiler break. Um, so I, we're probably pretty close to the spoiler break, but I, uh, before we do get too far away from that, I, I, do, have, I do have something I'd like to say. Uh, well, I guess let's close out this uh, non-spoiler section with a would you recommend it? That is a hard question. I mean, I guess I did say earlier that I tend to recommend this because I came out of this film. It's It has its flaws, absolutely, but it is such like a, an interesting and unique piece of cinema, in my opinion, that I, I recommend it to almost everybody that I imagine could appreciate it even a little bit. Which, it's a very strange film to, to recommend, but I think anybody who isn't immediately turned off by kind of the descriptors that we've put in so far um should absolutely check it out yeah i definitely i uh i would say i definitely recommend it if for no other reason than because it can lead to some really interesting conversations like i had a really intense bonfire conversation about this movie which in and of itself was kind of weird being by a fire talking about a witch movie and about like what the greater meaning behind it was and it's it's oddly quotable some some parts of it again can't really dive into that yet but oh god will i um once we breach spoiler territory uh so if for no other reason than to understand what other people are talking about yeah i say watch it the thing that's really hard for me is i think at the end of the day and this is uh Somewhat in response to uh, Cleo, what you were saying, where I, I think that the goal of this movie was to make a a tense, creepy movie, and it's part of why it's frustrating that it sort of plays with a bunch of other themes and then sort of throws them away. Because I think at the end of the day, the goal was to just make something that was tense and creepy, um, which I think is a fine goal to have. It's just sort of frustrating when you sort of drape it in the trappings of something deeper than that, which is part of what makes it complicated for me. But it ends up being the kind of thing where I would say, I think it's a very well executed, creepy, tense hour and a half. Uh, and if that's what you want, then I think, yes, I would 100% recommend it. That said, if you are looking for something more than that, I, I have a really hard time uh, recommending it then. I think it's interesting to look at it and think about it. It's I, I certainly had a lot of fun thinking about it after the fact. Um, but largely kind of coming around to the fact that, no, I think it really is just sort of what it is on its face, uh, which is to say a very creepy, very tense, well-made in those senses coming-of-age story. And I think it's like very successful in that, but I also, I, I really, I am having a hard time finding ways that it's much more than that. So I think that would be my big qualifier is if you are down for that, then 100%, it's very well done. I would very much recommend it. Uh, but if you want something something a little deeper, I I 
I personally at least am coming up with not a lot. So I think that would be my big qualifier. Well, I would certainly say that most of my friends who enjoy horror movies would probably enjoy watching this. So if you like horror movies, this is a this is a little different. Like if if you're if you're like only into slashers, probably not your cup of tea. <laughs> but if if you like things that are more atmospheric than than necessarily like jump scare or you know like in your face like horror this this is a good one one thing i'll say that i think is that best fits here um is it's also kind of really interesting as a cultural artifact um and i was just reconfirming this um to make sure but i had read when i saw it originally that it is it's based on a sort of specific piece of puritan folklore and a lot of the dialogue itself that's in the movie is actually pulled directly from like like remaining pages from like 17th century writings uh about these things right about like the threat of witches and like the stories that were told so it's also it sort of has that like i guess it works as an as an artifact of that time to an extent uh more so than it would if it was like a straight work of complete fiction in in the sense that it was all created by uh eggers cool so with that, let's let's take a let's take a quick second to do some uh, shameless plugging for our own future content. Um, after this witch topic, uh, we are going to be moving into Fairy Tales 2.0, during which we will be reading *The Bloody Chamber* by Angela Carter. We will be watching *Shrek's* one and two, and we'll be playing *Telltale's: The Wolf Among Us*. Uh, so, all of which you know very much in line. Uh, with our with our witch topic, I believe all of those involve creepy trees and and scary goats, etc. Um, so, sticking with our our horror theme of spooky fairy tales. Um, but in our next episode, we will be talking about Banjo Kazooie, arguably even more terrifying than the witch. And after that, we will be talking about witches in general. So, that's that's what we're going to be up to over the next few months but for right now we're going to be jumping into spoilers for the witch so uh before we get too far away from the original part of the conversation uh corinne in response to what you were saying where kind of the idea of wanting to make a, a period piece about like witches and kind of that fear in puritan times i'm on board with that and i'm on board with that as like a a, a place from which to draw like fear and terror one big thing and like uh, the uh, wanting to break away from the the witch trials but the one big thing that i, I kept coming back around to because i was thinking about that as well as i was coming off of the movie one of the things that i have a really hard time with is that i think from a historical perspective the thing to me that's even scarier about that time is the witch trials where innocent people were burned at the stake for like no reason right because they were ladies or because they like owned a goat or like because someone else done fucked up and pointed their finger at like someone else and said oh no she bewitched me or like because crops failed or something like that like to me that's it the witch trials are actually the scarier part of the whole phenomenon like that's the thing for me and it's part of what i do kind of take a little bit of issue with at the end of the movie is just that, like, at the end, when it does, I think, throw away all of the other themes that it was playing with, and it's just like, nope, Satan. It was Satan. Satan's real. He was the goat. Surprise. You know, he pulls off his mask, and he would have gotten away with it, except not for you meddling kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just, it was, it was old man Satan the whole time. Like, that's, like, that's one of the big things, is that for the end of the movie, it does posit that Satan is real, he hates God, and he wants he wants your soul he wants witches to come and like worship him and that was the thing that does make it a little bit hard for me to like pull away from that idea of the witch trials is that i don't know i i don't think that the movie is in like a morally bad place by like justifying witch trials right because like that's that's not what it's doing i think that would be like a bit of a stretch but it is the kind of thing where, to me, at the end of the day, the thing that is more scary about the actual historical events that this is based off of is this does a great job of kind of giving you a sense of what those people were scared of at the time is that they thought this kind of shit was happening and why that idea of like a witch in the woods was really scary. But I, I have a really hard time divorcing that a lot from the historical fact that for me, the actual scary thing that happened was 
was witch hunts, was witch trials. Like, these weren't actually people who did anything wrong. These were innocent people who were set on fire. That's it. For me, that's the thing that I, I end up having a little bit of a hard time with is that, I don't know. Again, I, I don't think that this movie is, like, morally bad or anything for, for taking the side of the witch hunter. Like, I, I think it makes a very scary thing. I just don't think that at the end of the day that makes for, I don't know, much more than you made a scary movie. Yeah, I guess, and, you know, maybe this sounds bad, I'm kind of tired of, like, the Salem witch trial conceit. Like, like, like you were saying, yes, it is definitely the scarier thing that people turned on each other and innocent people were killed. But, like... I feel like we've seen a lot of that. And honestly, at the end of the day, like, you know, historical context aside and people who unfairly lost their lives aside, it's an interesting, like, period to explore from other angles. And I feel like I feel like I'm just tired of people getting caught up in this one particular, like, event, whether or not it is the 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 scariest thing or the most worthwhile thing to pursue just kind of tired of it so i was happy to see something that was you know in in the same vein and sort of dealing with the same dealing with a lot of the same themes but in a in a different way and dealing with something new that makes sense i feel like i i definitely agree with the idea of sort of being tired of that being like the one thing we go to in the time period i guess i almost wish that uh wow it's going to be hard to say wish and not which um i I guess I wish that the villain had not been a witch. Maybe that would have helped for me, where instead of this being the witch, it had been, I don't know, the the shape-shifting bear or, like, the Wendigo or something like that. Like, I, I, I don't know enough about what else would be kind of an appropriate folklore at that time or what kind of a, what kind of a monster to put in those woods that would, have, that would have made me like it more, but... That was that was the big thing for me. Was I, I I agree with that. I guess maybe I just wanted it to take one step further away from the conceit. Even I think that would have gone a long way for me. So I feel like the thing that I'm or the movie, the book, whatever that I'm still looking for. And disclaimer: like I am neo pagan, so this might also color that. Is okay. So what we have now are we have stories that skew very much for like okay Salem witch trials there are no witches at all. Everyone is like innocent and being murdered, which is like what happened then. And then you have the extreme opposite of, okay, witches are real and they are like Satan servants and they're absolutely evil and they kill babies and like do fucked up shit. Um, I kind of want to see an exploration of, cause one of the things that was going on during that time was, people who practice things like herbal remedies or like making herbal remedies and like kind of what I guess people would refer to now as folk magic, which is very much kind of just like holistic help stuff and like some vaguely pagan stuff. Like those are also people who are actually practicing as close to as what any kind of actual witchcraft was going on then like, those were people who were also uh, burned at the stake at that time. Um, but we don't get any stories about like, oh, there's like this old lady who lives in a hut and like, yeah, she like makes little sacks of herbal remedies to give out the people and then she gets burned at the stake for being a witch. We get either no, no one's doing anything like that and they're accusing each other or all the way to the other side of, like, yeah, that's Satan's person. Satan's bitch, I think, was one of the, uh... God, what movie was that? Not this one, another one. Whatever, I'll never remember. But there is other territory... I've I've been to Salem uh, in the off-season, which is really weird, uh, because they have all these weird wax museums and stuff that become even creepier when there are no other tourists around. Uh, but Salem now is all 100% just, like, tourist attraction stuff. Like, they have a witch museum and whatnot. The other media you see that takes place around this time, given, like, God, I, 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 it's vaguely around this time, because it has to do with Puritans, is, like, the Scarlet Letter, which I have very conflicting feelings about. But <laughs> it, it's a weird time period to be telling stories about is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, the the idea that this is 
like it's divorce. It, it's not really divorced from the witch trials, right? We're getting a different story about this subject matter in roughly the same time period. This is, you know, like 50, 60 years before the witch trials really kick in. And I guess for me, what I like so much about it is that it is sort of really getting to experience the justification for the witch trials in a way that you never really would. Right. And of course, like justifying this awful thing is not what you should be doing or what this really is doing, but it's the idea of like, being able to truly understand the mindset of the people who kind of underwent the hysteria that would, that was the witch trials is like sitting here and having this hour and a half of pure tension and, and like sort of an abject terror at, at what is going on. Right. And it's, it's, I mean, admit probably a fairly accurate sort of recreation of the feeling that the, of like what these people were feeling at the time. Right. And what caused all of this stuff to happen. So, I mean, that is to say that, like, it isn't, you know, that that's the fault of having not gone that step further, right? It's not really fully divorced from the idea of the witch trials and of the the problems that these beliefs caused at the time, as opposed to just being sort of like a horror movie set at the time that was completely unrelated, which was like, maybe, James, what you were looking more for if it wasn't going to say something else. I, I mean, that or for it not to just give an objective answer at the end and just say, yep, it was Satan. Like it, cause it, that was, that was my other big frustration, right? Is that throughout the rest of the movie, it, it has a lot of really interesting other, other themes, like, like what uh, we were talking about earlier some, but it, it deals a lot with these ideas of, you know, you've got this sort of, you know, Puritan community that has this very strict code of beliefs and for the, you know, the heinous crime of not adhering to that code of beliefs, this family is essentially sent out to die, right? And there's like, nope, you don't, you do not get to benefit from the protections of the community anymore because we disagree with your interpretation of the the New Testament. So it deals like it starts off by dealing a lot with that. It deals a lot with kind of ideas of humans versus nature and society versus nature, and general themes of like coping with nature. And nature is this force that was there before, you know civilization and society arose and will be there after and that you know we can try and control it but ultimately it is this force that is beyond us it there are themes of kind of it complications with again say puritan ideas or even say puritanical like sort of the broad idea um and with some of the sexuality stuff that cleo you were talking about where you've got uh the, like the brother caleb who's like hitting puberty and just the only women around are his mom and his sister. And he's just got to deal with that somehow. And he understands that, no, but all of that is also inherently super sinful. And so he's having trouble with that. And that that ultimately kind of leads to this sort of like moment of seduction that ends up being like that he ends up dying for. And like you've got these other you've got all these big ideas that from like an image perspective, they end up playing with. I mean, they even play with the ideas that do come up during the witch trials and you, you do see in stuff like the crucible where you've got like the twins kind of pointing fingers at each other. And you've got, uh, you have, uh, what was her name? Um, uh, Thomason, uh, going and like saying like, Oh no, I am the witch to try and like get them to behave. And these sort of ideas of finger pointing and using these kind of boogeymen to sort of exert your own control over things and paying for the consequences of that. You have a lot of stuff where it's just sort of like, demonizing women for you know the crime of being a woman god forbid but all of this stuff that the movie plays with and then it, it it's what made it so frustrating for me where at the end they just kind of throw it all, all away I, and just be like nope just, nope just satan. i don't think that they're actually throwing it away by making it satan like I, you're, you're oh, I talking totally about are. all these themes and all these statements that the movie is making and the movie makes all those statements and says all those things and presents all these things and it's not it thrown away by the fact that you know the the tale ends the way that the horror story did in the 1630s like it's still a takedown of puritanical culture. It's still a takedown of the way these things were happening. It's still a takedown of the misogyny of the time. I, it's not, though, because they're all right. They all get to be right in the end. The Puritans were correct. Satan is real and he hates God. Yeah, but that's like, not, that's the, that's the, not thing. the point of the story, right? Like, you as a, you as a viewer the watch is. the story and understand that those themes are, are, be, are what is being communicated. And the, the fact that this story ends with, like the actual supernatural thing happening doesn't stop the fact that you, the viewer take away the statements being made about all of these things. 
but it didn't make those statements. That's the thing. It sets up those statements, and then it doesn't make them. That's my criticism. If it made those statements, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I didn't say it makes the statements. I say it sets up the statements. I, I just, if they went out and were defeated by the forest, that would be one thing. But they're defeated. It's not even like in Thomason's head because there are other witches. Like that was the one thing where it could be, oh, maybe she's imagining it and she is doing these things. She's going crazy. I don't think it holds up. Like, that's the problem. It asks the questions, but then it answers it with, nope, they were all right. It was just Satan. I want to say it It really felt to me as though the, the entire point of the movie is that when this family came out to this cottage in the woods, the force in the woods, you know, Satan or the witches that lived there saw Thomason and said, this girl, we want mm. her. And everything that happened was in service to alienating Thomason from her family and isolating her from her beliefs and her community and getting her to the point where she would make that pact. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't necessarily think that I would say that uh, it was even trying to set things up. I think it more so was trying to use familiar tropes or, or, conventions to show the ways in which uh, Thomason was being isolated. I completely agree with that. And that's, and that's something that to me doesn't become clear until the end. And that's why I say it feels like it was throwing it away. It feels like all of those interesting questions that it was asking turned out to just be in service of creating this story of seduction and temptation and creating that sense of isolation and creating that tension. And I think it does a really good job with that. My frustration is that it does that in a way that al that also implicitly asks questions that it doesn't answer or that it answers in a really unsatisfying way. But I think you're completely right that that's actually what the movie is doing. And I, I think they do a wonderful job with that. It's why I really double down on the fact that, no, this is a coming-of-age story. This is her growing up and finding that she is kind of separate from all those things, and it takes away her family, and it sort of seduces her into what you know the the values that she's been brought up to believe are inherently evil and wrong and the thing that is hard for me again is that by putting actually the character satan who is defined as in opposition to god the best thing it makes those things bad it it ultimately does kind of punish her for that this isn't like and i think that that's fine right but it's not the by using those tropes they invite these questions that they don't deal with is my frustration. But that said, Corinne, I think you're exactly right that that's what the movie was doing. And I think it does a great job of that. Like, and once, at least for me, once I started seeing that happening, I was like, oh no, this is what it's doing. That's, that's cool. But it is frustrating that it comes with baggage. You know, honestly, I think that, I think coming of age, you, you might be framing it for yourself a little bit too positively. Like this, this movie's a tragedy. Like this is not like by putting Satan at the end, it's not, it's not, invalidating this coming of age story it's doubling down on this this tragic story where where thomason who is by all by all accounts an innocent bystander to her father's pride and hubris suffers the consequences of of both him and the rigid society that rejected you know their alternative ideals like it's honestly it's a tragedy about a, a, a victim of just all of these circumstances outside of her control. And I think that, I think that it's kind of doing a disservice to the story to, to paint it in a way as though Thomason has more agency in her own story than she has, because she is completely just thrown about by all of these things that happen in, in rapid succession following the exile. I I'm on board with that. I, I agree. Uh, I think that that's true. I, I stand by, though, that the thing that would have made the big difference here for me would have been if Black Philip had just been a nature spirit, right? That it had been the unnamed spirit of the forest as opposed to the literal devil, the biblical devil that asks you to write your name in his book and make covenant with him, right? That's, for me, that's, that's the big difference is that if it had been, it is this spirit of nature, it is this other thing as opposed to something that is it, – it's my same issue with the stuff earlier where they are playing on those tropes. You don't get to bring in those tropes without the baggage that comes with them I think is, is the thing that is difficult to me. So when you bring in Satan, you bring in this 
baggage that comes with Satan that I think validates the puritanical ideals that were pushing her away. It says that, like, yes, it is a tragedy that she has to pay for the sins of her father, but it also, like, validates her... It makes her father actually a sinner, I guess, is the thing there. Like, it... I don't know. That That's the thing that I really can't get over, is that it's... It is pulling those those things. And I agree that it's a tragedy. Uh, I agree that it is about isolating Thomason and taking everything away from her so that she is in that position, that she gives herself to Satan at the end. But I think it plays a little fast and loose with some of those things that it brings in, and it ignores the fact that you can't pull piecemeal from that. You know, you can't cherry pick. I guess I think the way that I look at it and what is the big differentiator here is that in terms of the way this story is being told and the the sort of the way that it's grappling with and and sort of taking down puritanical ideas right is that like in this author's mind and in in a way that i can i also view it, it like satan is the nature spirit to these people like satan is this the boogeyman that you know this uh, the author probably doesn't doesn't necessarily believe in given the way that he's he's done this whole thing but like th- for this story to be told this way and set in this time that Satan is the only kind of like evil, unreal, supernatural creature that that works as a as a villain. I completely disagree. You could make it literally anything. But you don't even you have could. you don't have to name it. But Satan is basically literally anything. Like that's that's like like No, Satan is me, a biblical construction. Like Satan and and a unnamed for evil forest spirit have the same effect on this story. I completely disagree. I think we're gonna have to agree agree to disagree here so it's interesting coming from like a neo-pagan background my feelings on satan and like where the line is between a figure that is like flat out satan and where kind of older pagan ideas of dark gods and like forest gods that line is a little different for me than people who grew up with like a christian background or like an atheist background um but the thing and given like it, it's it might be silly to think about it this way but like the movie that i wish that had this had been um and it, it, it touches on it what what the mother the character who's the mother's I, for, I forgot her name uh catherine catherine yeah she she has a monologue where she's talking about we should never have come here from england like this was a huge mistake. Like our lives have gone downhill from there. We had nice, we had windows with glass and like now look at where we are. Or she wasn't the one who mentioned the windows with glass, but it came up and it comes up a couple times of like, we had a comfortable life or as comfortable as living in that century can be. And now we're outsiders. We're exiled to the edge of this wood. And there's, like, we have no comforts, no luxuries, we're barely surviving, We our crops are failing. And to me, I almost wanted the moral of the story to be like, yeah, we shouldn't have come here to try to, like, colonize America. You probably should have stayed where you were and not, like, try to take over the world. Uh, because if, let's say, like, in an alternative movie where... Satan was really just like, you know, a force of nature, like nature and the lethalness, is that a word, of nature uh, personified in a way. Because then you have a very different story and one that I like would be very, very interested in kind of delving into um, is that like, is this this continent fighting back from these invaders who basically come and say now this is ours and here's this one family who's just going to represent everybody for now like someone who has very strict religious views and that and to the point where it's he this man is going to let it dictate his family's fate not just his own but like his small children and his wife um his own hubris is going to he's going to put that above everything else his hubris connected specifically to religion, which is going to be really important to how the entire story of how this country is going to unfold for and, and right until right now, present day, um, probably going into the future for some time to come as much as I hate to say it. Um, but then 
you're putting this family who is representative of, you know, white colonists and kind of making them having to face the sheer power of this place they've come to and realize that maybe they are sinners but not for like the reason that they think they are um but of course that it was very much not real it's the story that they touch upon the theme they touch upon but don't thoroughly explore and then the other like the other way this could have been brought because i heard someone at that bonfire talk about this movie that i was talking about refer to this as like a story that was talking about thomason finding her power as a woman in a patriarchal society which it almost starts to do but give the way it the way it plays out it doesn't really work out that way because she only gives in to and to black philip and satan because what else is she going to do at that point i mean maybe she would choose to live deliciously and see the world and taste butter and all that on her own. But that decision really isn't hers in the end because like her entire family has been slaughtered. She's going to like starve to death. She can't, you know, survive in the middle of nowhere by herself. She has nobody left. And like, this is clearly not a friendly society to the lone women. And so yet again, the patriarchy wins, but it's not presented in a way where it makes you feel that in any seriousness. Like, it's like, oh, she gets to fly off and she's laughing at the end. Um, it, it feels like she's been granting freedom when really it's like, okay, well, now this other male presence in her life, because Satan is presented as being very male and not like a, you know, a gender nature spirit in this case. It's just... I get frustrated because I felt like this movie had a lot of potential to do some, like, really interesting stuff, and it kind of did just take the, yeah, Satan and witches and their evil kind of route at the end, which, problematic for me. Um, I think that this movie could have been a very different thing if Thomason had had, like, a conversation with one of the witches in the woods at any point. Instead, she spent most of the time passed out when interesting things were happening around her. <laughs> uh, so, I guess if we're talking about things that we wish we could have seen in the movie, uh, I think I think some sort of conversation between Thomason and one of the witches would have been something interesting to see. Do you think that was done to suggest that it might have been Thomason doing it all along? I kind of got that vibe a couple times, but ultimately I don't I don't think so. I, I think I think things were happening to her. I, I don't think she was doing things un, unknowingly. It seemed to suggest that, but it also seemed to not really want to back that up. So Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. Uh, that was one of the things where it was like, oh, it seems like it's it's pointing at this. It wants to play with this, and then and then it doesn't necessarily follow through with it. But yeah, I wasn't sure if that was just me because uh, it was a lot of things where it's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, like the twins just disappear. We don't know what happened to them. She is the one who kills her mom, ultimately. Like she's kind of driven mad by what we sort of understand to be the witch's familiars. But it's like it's Thomason who kills her. Thomason's the one with the baby. Uh, at the beginning and that you know kind of eyes closed and then we kind of get like those black shots and she's gone you know it could have been sort of like a blackout sort of thing she she falls off the horse when when caleb encounters the the sexy witch and the scary hand um chalk one off for scary hands by the way um <laughs> throwing that out there but you know so it, it was the kind of thing where yeah i was like oh like is the idea that like it was like all in her head or like she's like blacking out and she's doing this and she is the witch that they're scared of. And it is like something from within. It isn't Satan. It is like it's something that came with them from the old world, etc. cetera. Um, it is like a darkness within the family, within the society, etc. cetera. Um, yeah, but it was another one of those where it was like, oh, well, it seems like it's interesting that it's like setting that up. But I, I agree that ultimately it doesn't really, it, it lays some of the groundwork for that, but ultimately doesn't build anything on it very different movie if the final shot had actually been like 
like we see all the women rising into the air and Thomason starts flying, but then the actual final shot is her just like kind of laughing maniacally alone in the woods naked. Yeah. Very different movie. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I think anything that even would have left that open to like interpretation, I think would have been, I think that would have been really cool. Uh, to speak briefly about the setting again, um, one thing that I kept thinking about while watching this was the Blair Witch Project. Yes. Partially because witches, partially because forest, partially because New England, etc. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting were just like the ways that uh, that uh, this felt similar and different. Um, that sort of like fear of the woods. But it made me, it, the big line from Blair Witch Project that I kept coming back to was that line at the beginning about how it's very hard to get lost in America these days. Um, and just kind of that immediate difference where in the Blair Witch Project, part of that fear is that sense of losing your modernity and sort of being pulled back to these Puritan times where you can just get lost in the woods. And it was like, yep, woods are just scary because you can go in circles forever and then get killed by a bear. And <laughs> like it, it was just a scary place because you did not have the tools to not get lost in the woods. And then like that fear of just being transported back to that and being tormented by this sort of witch in the woods. And just kind of the ways that those those different settings were were evoking some like very similar but very different fears. In a lot of ways, it almost it was weird because that fear of the woods in Puritan times it felt less scary because it's just sort of what I expected. I was like, yeah, like you should be scared of the woods because I know as the viewer there is a witch ship in there, but also because bears and. Like, you don't have a map. Like, it, it was weird that, that that fact that it added this sort of expected fear and tension to those characters almost pulled away from some of my tension as a viewer, as bizarre as that sounds. But I thought it was really interesting, just sort of like the, the ways that those two things resonated with one another. And clearly, you said it, you, you called that out as well. Was there, like, were there other sort of parallels that you were seeing? I guess first question is, is it okay to spoil Blair Witch Project however many years out we are from that movie? I've never seen out? it. Uh, spo- I mean... I've never seen it, but like... I, I think the spoiler hiatus on Blair Witch Project is far over. Uh, let's yeah. do it this way. Uh, can we agree? Are we going to talk about anything other than Blair Witch Project spoilers in relation to the witch from here on out? So just like, we'll make this like the last topic. We'll say, if you don't want Blair Witch spoilers, uh, peace out now. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we, that's a solid idea. Is there anything else we want to talk about just internal to the witch? No, I feel like there'll be more to say at the topic episode. Yeah. Agreed. All right, cool. So uh, if you don't want Blair Witch spoilers, uh, we will call this the end. We'll do one more kind of brief discussion after this. Uh, Keeping in mind, next episode is going to be Banjo-Kazooie, and then we're going to be doing the topic, and then Fairy Tales 2.0. Read for that. Bloody Chamber by Angela Carter. Watch Shrek 1 and 2. And play Wolf Among Us. Uh, But so now, spoiler break for The Blair Witch Project, a movie we didn't tell you to watch. (laughs) So, um, Blair Witch Project has a very interesting place in my heart uh, in that it it takes place fairly close, supposedly fairly close to where I grew up, um, given that there is no actual folk legend about a Blair Witch in those like there's not even like a Blair Woods it's just a high school named Blair High School and, like that's it um which given I'm sure that high school has had many a budding Wiccan there but not not the same uh so the way that I have come to read Blair Witch and given this is this is something that I have no idea whether or not the creators intended this um or whether this is just kind of one of those theories that is growing in popularity but either way this is a theory that um is very easy to read once you've in in the see in the movie once you've actually kind of talked about or read about or what have you um is that the main the female character i don't remember like anybody's names from this movie but the the main lady who's like trying to make the movie and then she's there with like the two guys right um the theory is that there is no actual witch in the woods and it's these two men who are gaslighting her um and trying to set her up like basically you know emotionally torture her and then kill her like the way the directors did to the cast (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like sending them out there with no food and like shit like that and actually just abandoning them out in the woods that's a fantastically (laughs) meta reading of the entire thing 
what the actual real life directors did to the real life cast is actually what the not real characters are doing to the other real not real character yeah and given you have to you have to pretend that the sequel like the Blair Witch 2 I don't know how many Blair Witch sequels there were but like you have to pretend like they don't exist because those ones are very much like yeah the witch is real like 100% everyone already pretends that that's fine yeah. Um, but I really like the reading of of the Blair Witch actually not being real in these two. I mean, given it's really fucked up. It's it's incredibly fucked up to think about it this way. But it becomes a scarier film to me in that it's saying, here are these two men who, for whatever reason, detest this woman enough to gaslight her and psychologically torture her and make her believe that there's a supernatural force that's out to get them and like completely fuck with her and then kill her at the end. And that was a scary, that film with that context is scarier to me than like, there's a witch out there who's real and it's just like doing random things to like scare you and then like do like put people in the corner facing all that stuff. I having, you know, read about that and had that context for Blair Witch, whether or not that, again, that was what the director intended. Uh, I had wished very strongly that the witch had done something like this in mind, where it would have that final beat of, wait, this was all, like, it was either in Thomason's mind because she had been gaslit by her own family to believe she was a witch. And so finally, at the end, she did believe, like, there must be something horrifically wrong with me. I must be evil. I must be a sinner. I must be, like, Satan's servant without realizing it. And that's why it ended the way it did, but we don't have that beat or that, you know, it's her father's delusion. Uh, the, cause it is very much, I mean, she is the focal point character, but it would have been also interesting to see just how like her own father's delusion shaped the, the entire course of the story and like basically brought this idea of Satan to life just through the power of belief and is, is like this mass delusion basically. But again, potential for that was there. I think some people do try to read that in there, but there's just not enough there for me to believe that there was any kind of intention for that to be a legitimate reading of the film. Yeah. That's super interesting. I, I had not thought about it. I, I like that a lot. I, I was also unfamiliar with that reading of Blair Witch Project. Yeah. I mean, again, who knows if it's what anyone ever intended, but it's, that's the better film, honestly. Agreed. Yeah. Especially because it, I, I don't remember which guy makes it to the end, but whether it's, what are the names? I've got them up here. It's like, uh, Heather, Mike and Josh. Uh, so yeah, whether it's Mike or Josh that like makes it to the end of the movie, but yeah, that the other one like goes missing and is the one who comes up behind her in the end. Yeah. That'd be, I mean, I, I don't actually want to go back and rewatch the Blair Witch Project, but <laughs> But that would be a really interesting thing to keep in mind if, for whatever reason, I end up having to rewatch The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. Uh, should we wrap it there? Yeah. We can conclude our discussion of The Blair Witch Project, um, <laughs> our, secret, our secret extra movie in this, in this set. Um, so uh, next up, uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Ah, you already heard all this before we jumped into The Blair Witch stuff. Cool. Thank you for listening. For listening to this episode of read watch play if you want to help us out the best thing you can do is tell your friends about the show you can also rate and review us on itunes if you want to follow us on social media you can find us at rwp podcast on twitter and like us at facebook.com slash rwp podcast <laughs>